0: He won't, uh, and he was—he was, he was kind of, um, you know, it, it, it. Everybody wants their kids to walk and do things and grow up and learn to talk. And hey, listen, God's no different. He's no—he's a good daddy. He wants us to learn things and learn how to. Uh, trust him with everything now we can trust god with some things but we got doctors to tend the rest of it <laughs> or or the banker <laughs> god wants his kids to grow up and that's what I want to talk about and and I think I think most of us really want to understand what it simply means to grow up and trust the Lord, and that's what spirituality is all about: growing up and trusting the Lord in everything. Now we read the script; we got through the scripture last week, (laughs) just barely. Uh, And in Corinthians, Corinthians is a good book, by the way. (coughs) Chapter two and verse fifteen. And this is where I'm going to start. And we got through the introduction. And I'm going to try my best to 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 use some tricks from uh, this fellow. I learned. You know, we can learn from from any of us. I'm I'm seventy seven years old, and he's eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 I learned. he He gets up here with all these. Props and toast the cross and different and i I never could do that, but the Lord gave me a couple of props they gave me one anyway and i'm i'm on i I'm gonna try to uh I'm going try to use it as uh to show you how and why the Lord wants us to grow up and learn how to trust him now there's several things that well let don't tell me not to get too fast here. I, I like preaching. I like getting beside myself and just letting God take over. But there are some things that, that's really important and we need to slow down and let you learn and digest some things. Um, I won't let you ask questions. Uh, <laughs> because uh, I know the group, and you may ask something I don't know. Okay. Okay. In Corinthians chapter two and verse fifteen the Bible says, But he that is spiritual, but he that is spiritual is See. So it's possible. This is a possibility. And you talking about salvation. Because one of the very first factors in being spiritual is to be, and, and you really need to, especially if you're preaching, you really need to understand this. Going to heaven, you how do you get to heaven? If you confess through your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. For you, you go to heaven. That's what the Bible says. And we just have to believe it's simple and God God meant what he said, but we're talking about something else. He that is spiritual, he's grown up, okay? Now, there are several factors involved, uh, and I'll try my best to condense them as much as I possibly can. Um, but I like teaching, and I like dragging things out because preachers can drag things out, and it makes their paycheck come <laughs> Oh, am I? Okay, that was the last word. (laughs) The Bible said (laughs) the very first factor in um, being spiritual is to be born again. And that is, that is probably one of the most important. Now, I want to talk to you for just a second about this, and then we'll go on, and I'll show you some things, and hopefully you will learn, okay? Being born again. Reborn. Not make a decision. Now, a lot of people in the church make a decision. They may get to heaven. I don't know. That's between the salvation is always between you and God. Okay, so you deal with that and take it as far as you want. But God put something in my heart that made me want to dig and grow and learn to walk and do that. I watch my grandbaby and Ms. Beale. She'll take the spoon and she'll try to feed. No. She wants the spoon. She wants to do it herself. And when I first began to preach, people wanted, listen, people wanted, they'd call me at night, late at night with an upset stomach wanting me to come to their house. I'd already went to bed and pray for their, why don't they pray for the upset stomach? God wants us to grow up. Handle some things. The preacher (laughs) ain't supposed to do it all. Matter of fact, well, let's go on. There are some things that we must overcome. Remember that word, overcome very important to a spiritual person. You have to overcome. And as I teach through this thing, I'll probably leave that out, but you have to real remember you have to overcome some things. Okay? One, listen to me. <laughs> you can remain a sinner or become a believer. Can I tell you something? I learned... Real quick in Christianity, in salvation, God didn't expect me to sin no more. Matter of fact, He expected me to sin less. (laughs) And less. And lesser. See, I was a pickpocket. I picked 20 pockets a day. And the next day, I picked only 19. And the next day, 18. (laughs) Aren't we stupid? But we're growing. And we have a desire in our heart to do what the Master wants us to do and to be what the Father wants us to be. And He don't want us all to be alike. We ain't all supposed to be Baptists. Y'all ain't all Baptists, are you? <laughs> well, but we learned to walk. You know? We, uh, I was raised real close to the Methodist. My dad was a Methodist. My mom was a Baptist. My grandma was a Pentecostal. And uh, that's a mess. That confuses you. You know what I mean? Now, you can remain a sinner or become a believer. And this will will become real to you in a minute. You can remain a sinner or become a saint. Did you know the Bible calls you a saint? Oh, but saints have to die. Absolutely. On His cross. That's the way you die daily. So you're a saint, okay? You can become a sinner. You can remain a sinner or be a child of God. He's my Father. Is He yours? Then that makes you His child. Is He interested in your well-being? Does he want the best for you? Absolutely. Now both of these are attainable. You can remain a sinner or you can become. And that's where she comes in. And he comes in. They get up here in this pulpit and 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 he see the evangelist the evangelist is responsible for bringing in the material. And then the pastors Build on the material, and build the material, and they they plane it and get it smooth, work out all the wrinkles, <laughs> take out all the cracks, knock out the knots, and fill them up with other stuff. So we work together. See, evangelists make poor pastors. They really do, because but now it doesn't say they can't. They can't. Bleed over into that, but they make poor pastors because they bring they bring people in and just fill the church up, and folks are sitting there sucking their thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he he just teaches them John three sixteen. You know, it, it teaches them Romans sixteen. Just you, you just believe, and it doesn't go any further than that. Then these guys come along. And they say, oh, but hey, there's, there's much, much, much. There's much more in the Bible than John 3, 16. There's much. Can I tell you something? The cross is awesome. And we ought to preach the cross. But you got to get off the cross to get to the crown. And God wants us to live at the crown, at the throne. Period. Period. And you don't live there without growing and without walking and learning to walk. Walk on your own. When the devil comes to your bedroom at night, kick him out. He has no right. He wants to kill me. He's tried it several times to kill me. He don't have the right to kill me. Now he makes my finger hurt sometimes, and I you know. You, you know what? The, in Matthew eighteen eighteen, the Bible talks about those things which you bind and lose. you know what that means. Those things which you permit, <laughs> we permit them to stay. You don't have to permit the devil to stay. Hey, you know what? Did Jesus defeat him on the cross and in the grave? When he came out of that grave, Satan knew his day was over. It's done. But you know what the amazing thing is? And this is, this is where we need, really need to pause and pay some time, spend some time. Everything that Jesus accomplished on the cross and in the grave and then at the resurrection, he gave to us. <laughs> what did I tell you the other night? Listen, the head of the church is in heaven, right? (laughs) Listen, my head first begins in my head, right up here, and then it permeates down through my body, and my body does the work. It's a good place. I'm going to show you something. Listen, now you won't believe this, and I want you to listen real carefully. Are you a missive? Watch. I can't hold this and do it all. I'll try. (coughs) One day they told me on the job that I had a big job to do, and I had to get some gloves to do it. And so uh, (laughs) I go out, and I get me some, some gloves, and I put them things on, and here's what I did. is my seeing, my hearing, my smelling, my tasting, my feeling. What is (laughs) it? Ah, but when the Holy Spirit, when I allow him to work through me and in me and fill me with all that he is, watch here. God wants us to put Him on like a glove. It's an old glove, but it works. It's an old Bible, but it works. It's an old truth, but it's still true. Isn't that amazing? But you've got to take the first step. And the first step is being reborn. Being reborn. Many try, and I'm not used to using notes. Most of you know that. Uh, many are trying to be spiritual without being reborn. And it won't happen. Listen, God don't care how good looking you are, how well you're dressed. You do things his way. You do things. He has set things in motion. And you will do it his way. It won't work. Spirituality without regeneration is called reformation. And there are more people reformed than reborn. Because we make a decision. I ain't telling you that won't get you to heaven. It might. It's a fine line. But I'm telling you, it won't make you spiritual. You're as far as you're going. Okay? And we need to realize that. Jesus You know what it, it, it simply means that it's all in your head. Somebody preached one time I heard the sermon. Missed heaven by eighteen inches. <laughs> From here to here. Missed heaven by eighteen boy, that's close. You know? We aim but come up. Listen Jesus will touch your heart and change your life. The the one thing I I had an episode with death here four or five years ago and and I was a Christian, been a Christian a long time. But there's one thing I I had in, in that episode and I was I, I went up and we have a good friend that's in the hospital. They don't know what's wrong with her. And she's having a tough time. And they shipped her to Monroe, West Monroe. And I, and we went up to visit with her. And And that's all beside the point. But what I want to say is this. In death, in my episode with death, the one thing I saw, I didn't get saved in it. I saw Jesus. He will change your life. And most of us need to see Him. And the one way we can see Him is in the lives of those we associate with. And especially when you go to church. We need to see Jesus in the lives of people. You know who you see in most people? Lord, I know I'm not going to ask a question, but, but this point is so good that you said, because I see it real clear. Okay, so when I get saved, that's as far as I'm going in that, then the only thing left to do is put him on like a glove. I got that. The only thing left to do is put him on and live my life out through the way he says to do it through the scriptures and that he leads and guides us, because we spend so much time trying to do it ourselves. When we do that, we stay in that yep. that place you're talking yes. about, and never we change. stay right there. Why is that? Because we're we're we, we can be taught certain things in the natural, and we respond to the natural. But a spiritual person <laughs> goes beyond that. See, they're they're quicker. Uh, Went in the natural. you say, "Well, uh, uh, I'll have to think about that a day or two and." You know, I'll, I'll have to run. But a spiritual person, through the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's controlling him, a spiritual person got the answer. Wow. See, it comes naturally to him. They discern, because Why? Because the Holy Spirit is he listening right in this ear. And the Holy Spirit just filling him. See, that's what, what, that's what you call discerning of the spirits. And, and evangelists and people that, that deal do with uh, healing and things in the, in the ministry, they need discernment to know what's ailing a person. It could be a demon. And it could be a physical st- that we've caused ourselves. Most of the time, our physical problems are caused by us, the things we eat. See, uh, I get my sugar in the wrong place. and it'll kill you it really will and it's killing most people in the church today because we are we are notorious for doing things that please us and satisfy us (laughs) God says I want you to go pray oh my Lord I'd rather take a nap or eat you know they got they got they got uh, peach cobbler coconut pie you know I was thinking the other day about this you you, you was teaching and we went over to hear him and and I said boy Lord give, give me one of them props and the Lord said there's two trees and I thought my grandmother used to have a little Christmas tree made out of plastic and it had little limbs on it and she'd stick gumballs and jelly beans all over that thing and I said that's one tree and then there's another tree over here that only got bread on it Who wants that? (laughs) God offers the bread of life. The world offers jelly beans. (laughs) See? And grapes. And and God offers bread. Who wants bread? What 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 watch? Here's your bread. Who wants to take time and read this? (laughs) Huh? This is what you grow by. See, it takes the Holy Ghost and the Word together. And you can't understand this without the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, he's the sugar on top, isn't he? Amen. Amen. He's the frosting on the cake. Uh, Miss Wanda makes all these cakes with no sugar in them, but the frosting on top. And that's, that's what the Holy Spirit does, see? Now, right relationship to the Holy Spirit brings spirituality. Now, you can be right with Jesus and believe in Him, and that brings salvation. And you can, you can be right with the Holy Spirit. And that brings spirituality. <laughs> you got. You, and most people are just simply satisfied. Matter of fact, I heard my wife say one time, a long time ago, before she ever got saved, I just want to go to heaven by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> Ain't no skin on your (laughs) teeth. Amen. Amen. I said, Where did she get that? Then she got saved and made a difference. A right relationship, get in touch with Jesus, and he'll change your life. See Jesus, he'll change your life. You see the Holy, you, re, you respond to the Holy Spirit and His dealings in you, and you will grow beyond the world. <laughs> the cross makes spirituality possible. Without it, it ain't possible. Okay? The Holy Spirit has to govern your life. And this is this is something we really need to spend some time with too. The Holy Spirit wants to govern your life. We want to govern our lives. We want to tell the Holy Spirit what to do. And that's okay. He'll do it. When you meet all the criteria and... Get right and everything's fine, you know. You cross over the the barriers and all. I, I was praying the other night and I said, Lord, I am so sick of these little things that you come up with a little sickness. Just He said, those are just speed bumps. You know, you you, you go through some places driving your car and you hit that little bump. They're they're encourage you to slow down and look. There may be some, dang, a potential danger ahead. and that's what these little things are. When we learn how to deal with those little speed bumps, load that slow down and look yeah. and check up, we may, be, we may be letting a thought come in and spend too much time. We may be letting someone come in that needs to be out of the way. Yeah. 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 They're little speed bumps. Stop and think, pray, mm-hmm. look <laughs> at the potential yeah. for disaster yeah. and change. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Ain't God good? Yeah. Woohoo! I'm glad yeah. I'm glad He let me know Him. Ain't yeah. you? And he did. It was his choice to let me know him. Yeah. In other words, he went to the orphan's home and adopted me. See, we are adopted. You know where the orphan's home is at? It's right there at the new birth. When you're born again, most a lot of people just want to sit here and let the preacher feed them, teach them how to. No, he won't. Pray for me, preacher. Pray, pray for me. I need a, I need a financial break. To pray for me. Hey, listen, something happening. Pray for me. God saying, I'm looking for someone that. And when I see something he listen what did he see in Noah? He saw something in Noah. The only man left on the planet that had good blood. He saw that. And he said before it's all gone, I'm going to put him in an ark. It was God's choice. And he saved the planet. America is in trouble. Can God use you? Ah? Uh, to do something. See, uh, the oppression of our soul and our body, same thing, is selfish. And that's one reason why the Spirit Doesn't use more of us. Some people want things of the spirit. All the gifts of the spirit. I want my gift. They ain't your gifts. It didn't jump up here by itself, did it? That now that's scary. Now, the Holy Spirit is preeminently involved in spirituality. Now, this does not mean that the other person of the Trinity or persons is not involved or have no part in spirituality. It does not mean that the person you Have no part in it. Now we're going to take just a few minutes here. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) Boy, God's good. That which hinders one the most... And I'm going to take up for the devil. That which hinders one the most is the flesh. Listen, we... And I, I, I think these preachers uh, have the same thought in their mind and, and working toward that. We need to remember that Satan is Defeated. Here, the flesh is not. That's your job. Overcome the flesh. See? Overcome by smelling, thinking, seeing, hearing, tasting. Those are all Senses of the flesh, and they motivate the flesh. It's what you want that counts, Amen. and we want God to okay that. God says, "But where do I stand in that process?" I'll give you more. See, see the spiritual person, the spiritual person knows that if you seek the King, you get His kingdom. But if you seek only the kingdom, you don't get nothing. Or the world. Let's say it, the world. If you seek the king, you get the world. And if you seek only the world, you don't get nothing. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So what we need to learn to do is to learn how to overcome and be victorious Over all the cravings of the flesh. Now we're we're real, we're settled on the fact that we need the Holy Spirit to do it. We need to put him on, let him get in and control us, everything in us. He will show us how to control the flesh, but he wants us to overcome it. See, there's some things we have to learn. We have to learn to do it. We have to. The church is an invalid. We're crippled. Why? Because too many of us are fleshly. We're more concerned with how we look, how we smell. Matter of fact. I'm no. It's too late to be careful. It's too late. When some people get around close to us that don't smell just like we want them to, God made me deal with a guy one time that smelled like the cemetery, and it is hard. But once we get past the smell. Hey, listen. You know, God can take care of that. He really can. You you know why? Because he took care of the grave. He did. You believe it? Let's act like it. Huh? Let's act like it. We got to start changing the way we act. And everything'll be fine. Okay, I'm on. we got two. Take two minutes. Uh, the Spirit's involvement in our lives. I wrote a couple of things down here that that the Spirit does. Uh, in John sixteen twelve, He teaches us. In Romans eight fourteen, He guides us. In Romans eight sixteen, He assures us. In Romans eight eighteen. He prays through us. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, He gives gifts. They're His gifts. He can give them wherever. Use them wherever. They're His g- Let's Listen to me. And He will take them back. Some of them. Because they're His gifts. Now, the gifts God gives you, uh, oh, he didn't, you didn't, God gives gifts to His creation Jesus Christ gives gifts to His church, and the holy gifts give. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to individuals. The gifts God gives you to His creation are permanent. I have the ability you won't believe this. I had the ability to draw. Man, I could draw things, and that's the reason I made a living draw. I drew blueprints and stuff. That's still there, but I don't practice it. You have to practice those things to keep them alive. But they're there. My son has it. The, whole, the, the Lord Jesus gives gifts to the church. And we ought to treat them like gifts. Amen. And they're there. They can always be there. They'll be there until we all come together in the unity of the Spirit. That's what he says, what the Bible says. But the Holy Spirit gives gifts in the body of Christ where he can use that gift for the glory of God to the edification of the church. That's his purpose, to edify the church through these gifts. And we really need to understand that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. He's warring for us. (laughs) <laughs> Ephesians 5, 18 He fills us He fill, he wants to fill us I got to tell me one time but he, he may want me to do something I don't want to do and that's where a lot of people are at today I did not want to preach I did not want you know why? I had been around two or three and, buddy, they were hungry. Church, you know, the church thinks that if we keep preachers hungry, they'll be humble. Mm, they'll just be hungry. All right, here's what we're going to more. Boy, I'll tell you what this guy with a clock. That's where we'll start. In God awesome? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to study your word, to allow the Holy Spirit the privilege and the responsibility that's his to change us from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus.